This is the living major bushwhacker Luke. This is Lanny Popo, also known as the genius full of glory and renown. This is the young stallion Jim Powers. This is J.J. Dillon, the leader of the original Four Horsemen. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle on Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Ring the Bell Radio. On Ring the Bell Radio. Ring the Bell Radio. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hey, this is J.D. with Ring the Bell Radio. To review last week's episode we discuss the lack of psychology in pro wrestling today. Jim Powers also brings up how it is somewhat of a lost art and how wrestlers today lack the know-how to tell a story and connect with the audience. Barris and myself also bring up a manager from a local wrestling organization as an example of how it's a lost art in today's wrestling. Jim also gives us his opinion on who he thinks the greatest mind to ever set foot in the ring is. Now please join us as we continue the discussion in part two of Psychology and Wrestling. Logan, we were, we were talking about yeah. the lack of psychology in wrestling today. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I caught the end part of this and it was a discussion me and JD and Barris had uh, a couple of... Um, couple of things ago about uh about that as well with uh how finishing moves now are just moves right. you know and you, you summed it up perfectly jim you know you're doing 20 different finishing moves and what is the point of a finishing move then you know if you, that that was it boom damn you know that's it you know like everybody remembers i mean sweet chin music was a simple kick to the, to the face that was it but it what you knew when that was coming up they're not getting up that, that, that was it, you know. Yeah, you know, Undertaker, Choke Slam, or a Tombstone. You know, when those things came about, they were special. Uh, that was a special part of the match. Well, what, what, why is it called? It? Yeah, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna call it my finisher, I mean, like I started to say earlier, the few times that I went over, and I get, I got sidetracked, or we got sidetracked in here, um, maybe because we we knew you were coming in, so. Um, I, uh, I was saying that the few times that, that I was made allowed to go over, which I think in three years or two and a half years, WCW, um, let that happen for me more times in 10, 10 plus years that Vince, um, that I worked for Vince, um, I, my finisher was a power slam. Mm -hmm. Now, did anyone kick out from it? No, no, but nobody kicked out from it. Otherwise it's not a finisher. What's 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 the damn point of calling it? This is my finishing move. If you're gonna, what does that what does that do to my finishing move? If you kick kick out on it, yeah, exactly. It did. It, 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 it demystifies it. It's not special now. No, it doesn't mean anything. Like uh, you know, uh, like if you took, I mean, even even I believe a lot of guys have done it. Like I mentioned, um, um, Dwayne's done it. Brock's done it. Even I don't know, I don't know if Mark ever did it. Um, Undertaker, where anyone kicked out on his move, but I think that was maybe a WrestleMania not too long ago. But from what I understand, he was legitimately hurt. You guys may know more about that than me. I think they, I think he did it during the uh, matches with Sean, Triple H, and Brock. I think they all three kicked out at some point. Yeah, didn't John Cena kick out of it as well? Because that was a short match. Well, that was well, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was very. Uh, 
that's like when when Hogan Hogan and Warrior had uh, we're, they were in Toronto and it was WrestleMania. I don't know. You guys might know the Thanks. numbers more than I do, but um, anyway, not only did Vince was such a mark for Ultimate Warrior, you wouldn't believe it. He created a bodybuilding organization because of him. But that that went to uh, well, went went to the doghouse, so I don't have to use vulgarities. But um, he uh, Hulk Hogan was an honorable man. He knew the business. And it was title versus title. Upon the examination of the galaxies of space, images begin to appear. Images of strange and powerful forces. But of all the forces in the universe, the two most powerful, Hulk Hogan. And the ultimate warrior, prepared to explode. Champion versus champion, title for title, it's the ultimate challenge, it's WrestleMania! And you guys know this, and um, Vince and Hogan let, um, and, and, and Jim had held Vince McMahon up for $500,000 that day, and Vince looked out, and it's the main event, and Hogan's, for example, getting a million dollars, and Jim's getting half that money. And Jim looked out and saw the place was packed to the right. It was an outdoor venue. So he says, well, if he doesn't get what I'm getting, if I don't get what he's getting, I'm not going out there. So, and Jim was the intercontinental champ, and Hogan had the World Wrestling Federation belt. I don't know how many belts they have these days, but anyway... Um, don't get me started on that. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't stand it, to be honest with you. Um, Vince, uh, not only did, because Hogan could have said no, Hogan could have said no too. You know, it, it could have went back and forth. But Hogan was business. He knew it. He knew business. Jim was business, but money. You know, not there was no um, tradition. There was no in your blood. It was about making money. It was about being on the Arsenio Hall show and running up and down the aisles. I don't know if you guys remember that. You'll you'll have to oh, punch yeah. it. Yeah. Or being on talk shows and acting acting crazy and having his makeup on and he had jackets and clothes custom made for him and boots and anyway for him it was about it was about the business of making money. Um and for Hogan that day, and, and not not just that day, but in general, he was broken in right. You know, guys that trained him, um, I think Matuda was his first uh, first trainer, and then he went up to Vern and um, Vern Gagne. But anyway, Hulk did what we call, he did the honors. You know, he did the job for Jim, and, you know, not only that, but relinquished the belt to Jim and laid down in the ring, took Jim's finish, which Jim had a very difficult time doing anyway, let alone with Hogan, who was close to 300 pounds, and it looked sloppy. And, uh, oh, on top of that, Hogan did his finish, and Jim kicked out. 
Jim did Jim's Ultimate Warriors finish, and Hogan did not. You know, so, and he stood there with both belts with his foot on Hogan's chest, which is disrespectful in the business. It's very that disrespectful. The, that was the double clothesline match, wasn't it, in, uh, in WrestleMania 6? Um, is that the one in Toronto? Six? Because yeah. five was in uh, AC. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was six because there was that that yeah, was, was a stunning that stunning double clothesline they gave each other, and then right. for like thirty seconds they were just dead on the mat. And yeah. uh, I, I remember being God, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I, I watched it on the pay per view, and obviously I was back in England in those days. So um, for me, watching a pay per view didn't start until uh, midnight my time. So oh, it was one. It was one of the true like things of my childhood, where my dad would let me stay up. And this was before you actually had to pay for pay per views in England. You just got them, okay. And it was always like a Sunday or a Saturday night at midnight. But um, I remember watching that and and just going berserk and screaming at like three o'clock in the morning. And my dad, yeah. going, get, get a you do that bed. now. What are you talking about? You can't that, prove that. <laughs> that must have went over big in the household in England. Well, it was. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there screaming. You know, my dad had gone to bed because he 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 was a wrestling fan as well. Not big into it like I was. He enjoyed watching wrestling, and you could never watch wrestling with my mum because my mum was one of the, the one of the what I call screen uh, screen shouters. So she oh, was like, "Hit him! Hit him!" Oh, where's the ref? What's he doing? Don't look over there. Look in the ring. You know? That is the greatest Sharon Osbourne imitation I've ever heard. Well, my, oh, mom, is, my mom pretty much sounds exactly like Sharon Osbourne. It's quite funny, actually. It's funny. I have that one. Hey, yeah. hey, Logan, that mm. is the most erotic thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you up to speed on that one in a minute, Jim. Yeah, well, you may want to take a break on it before we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I, like I say, all the pay-per-view matches for me were incredibly late at night, and it was when, um, you know, God rest his soul, when Owen Hart fell from uh, fell from the top there. Um, I was actually yeah. watching that live, and um, my God, that whoever worked those camera angles knew what the hell they were doing and knew what was going on, because we, we had no idea what was going on down our end. All we had were shots of the crowd, and oh, it wasn't were... in, I was, I was over it in England and watching this um, when it happened. Yeah, I was going to ask you where you were. I thought maybe you were there. I think it was Jim Jim Ross who actually announced it in the end. And uh, I think the only thing that he could... And I've got to give Jim his kudos because the way he phrased it, if I remember, was I can only tell you folks at home that this isn't a wrestling angle. Yes. Yeah. And then it wasn't until probably half an hour later where he said, uh, you know, I'd, uh, I hate to tell everyone, but, you know, Owen Hart died on the way to hospital, so on and so forth. But it was traumatic for me, um, yeah. you know, being younger yeah. and watching it. It's, it's uh, like myself. I remember, you know, there's certain things in history. You remember where you were when you heard this, like uh, from myself. I remember where I was when John F. Kennedy got shot. Um, I was, it was 1963 and I was, let's see, I was born in 58, so I was in school in Washington Heights, New York, in a Greek parochial school, and uh, they sent everybody home. Uh, it's certain things you remember where you were at that time, and uh, it, it's just, uh, 
you know, it was, it was a terrible, terrible thing. I just got done, uh, I was telling, um, I mentioned it earlier that uh, I saw it, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and I don't know if you have or not, um, uh, Logan. Uh, Logan, right? Logan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm new to everybody in the room, so bear with me. <laughs> I take um, the time, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so he, uh, and no, it's a, uh, it, it's it's a shame, and, and I've got a question for you guys, being so I'm new to the crew. Um, when I didn't get to ask this, but the topic just came up now. What do you guys think if you were Vince McMahon and somebody just fell 80 feet out of the rafters and died? What would you do with the rest of the show? God, I think they dealt with it the best as they could, but you could definitely see... I think that the, the main match of that was Stone Cold versus someone. And I think you could see um, that, that that it was a championship match, I believe, for, for world championship. And you could see um, the two wrestlers. I think it was Stone Cold and Triple H. But you could see they just weren't into it. They put on a show, yeah, but you could tell they just were not into it. And, you know, I think Vince made best decision you could at the time you didn't know really what 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 happened to owen when he left um people have paid money to see wrestling yeah it was a a horrible thing to have happen but you've still got forty thousand plus fans out there that have paid good money and another hundred you know million across the globe watching this at home hold on everyone out of the pool here hold on What's that? This, I said, every, time out, everyone out of the pool. Hold on. I got to disagree. I, okay. No, I'm not saying Logan's wrong, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Jim, but. No, oh, no, that's okay. If, you know, yeah. everyone's got an opinion on this, and I, I, I if, think you. you if know, if I, I don't I, say this now, I'm going to forget, just because I, I forget everything. And well, um, and then, what, see, if if the question was, is if I, if, what would I do if I was Vince? Well, yeah. me personally, I would have canceled the rest of the show. Okay, okay. You, you just had you just had someone die, someone who's right. been with the company for how many years? Like it wasn't it wasn't an angle. It wasn't a oh yeah, he's going to show up in two weeks and go hey, I'm not dead. I was just ha ha ha. The Blue Blazers dead, not Owen Hart. You know, um, right? And no but, one's going to buy that. You know. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, but the, the other thing is, is, and I hate to say this, and, and Jim, and uh, I'll, I'll let Barris get his piece in here for a minute because I can see he's waving over at me. But okay. I see him you too. know, Vin, obviously, you know Vince better than I do. I think he he was more worried about how much money am I going to lose? Oh, absolutely. That's just my personal opinion now. If I cancel the show, I have to refund everyone's money. How much money am I going to lose? I got sponsors. Yeah. I got buy rates. I got pay-per-view. Ball. I can't do that. Someone just died. Oh, that's terrible. Eh, on with the show. Yeah, but... Well, we, in, in, I mean, the expression goes, the show must go on. Yeah. But, you know, but... Um, it, I, 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 you, maybe I died. Maybe I was too close to the man, the young man, to... Uh, I was close to him, and and uh, I actually was at his funeral, and uh, Brett told the same story at his eulogy that he did uh, at the, his Hall of Fame story, where Owen pulled a what was pulled a rib on me or dug in or both of us, but I think you heard it before, right? Something about ordering a pizza. The pizzas, 
Yeah. Yeah, the pizza. Yeah, it was you can look the at the toppings and yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can look at Owen Owen uh, Brad Hart's uh, uh, Hall of Fame, Brad Hart's Hall of Fame and Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. Fame speech, and also if you somehow some way can find Brett's, um, I guess eulogy for lack of a better term, um, at Owen Hart's funeral, which I attended as well. And like I said, as far as in the car, it was me, Hillbilly Jim, and and Ultimate Warrior. But um, yeah, no. As far as the uh, the St. Louis show, the uh, the pay per view, and it going on afterwards. Man, I I still after all these years can't. But like I said, the way I worded it was, if I were Vince McMahon. Yeah. But. And- um, yeah, I'm interested I, to hear what Barris. What what would you do, Barris? Well, isn't it true that he wasn't dead when they put him in the ambulance and they found out, uh, like after he had left? Yeah, I think when he actually got, he was dead on arrival when he got to the hospital, wasn't it? So they really wouldn't know to stop it. Yeah. And then I know it was it was uh, Stone Cold versus the Undertaker because there's a shoot interview with Paul Bearer out there on. The night, the day that that happened, and um, he was talking about that whole day and everything. Yeah, and, um, that that sounds very familiar. Um, that Owen Owen didn't pass until he was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, something like yeah. that. Well, he was wasn't he was not he had not passed at the venue. Well, Jim, Jim, yeah. let me let me throw this at you because you obviously you knew the man. We didn't. We only saw the character. But you actually knew Owen Hart. If yes. if you could have asked Owen Hart there and then, like, do you, would you want the show to continue on? What do you think would have been out of his work, out of his mouth? Yes. See, I I, I got to say the same thing as yeah. well. Uh, Owen oh. Hart, you know, he, he would have been like, I want the fans to get yeah. the experience, to get what they paid for. That's, that's Nintendo. Very... <laughs> that was my fault, sorry, gentlemen. That's, that's a very good question, Logan. Um, that's a very good question. That's, I've never... Yeah, what would Owen have wanted with wrestling being in his blood and him being, um, well, uh, second, his father, brothers, well, no, his second generation and everybody in his family and his father being a promoter and Owen being the individual he is, uh, is, was, and I'm sure he's looking down on us, um, waiting to play the next rib on us. But um, he um, he would have said he would have wanted the people to get their the money, the entertainment they paid their money for. Yeah, and I've got to take yeah. it from, from Vince's stand as well. Excuse me a moment. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. If it were all in a heart, no, no. Yeah. If he had to make that judgment call, he would have said, "Go on with the show." Yeah. You know? And I mean, Vince is yeah. Vince is first and foremost a businessman. You know, there's money. Yeah. How much money are you gonna lose? Like, like JD said. But right. I can I can relate because you know that is a lot of money and that is people's paychecks. You know, well, so on and so forth. You know. Yeah, You've got to make the money. Yeah, and it's a big payday. I don't know what the uh, what the uh, pay per view was, how it was named. Was it 
what was in WrestleMania, I don't believe. I don't it know was what it Summer was. SummerSlam, wasn't it? That's oh, no, it, was the, it was one of those in the middle ones. Yeah, yeah, middle of the year. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, one of those awkward ones that oh, doesn't even exist edge. anymore. Over, over the, the edge. edge. Okay. That was, was it, it over in 99. Yeah, that's, that's a hell of a title for uh, for something like that to happen. A hell yeah. of a a hell of a uh, uh, what's what that you would put on that marquee, you know, a uh, hell of a warning for a pay-per-view over the edge and then uh, poor Owen, um, God rest his soul, man. I uh, I wish there was a time I wouldn't have to say that about anybody, but that's yeah. not being that's not being real. Um no, Owen, Owen, you know, Owen, Owen would have wanted the show to go on, you know. Uh, I, I, I believe that firmly. I knew him well enough to know, and him being a wrestling family, and um, what he talked, what he told me on the, uh, on the down low, as the kids would say, was that he was, he was, <laughs> Brett was always jealous of him because he was the best athlete in the family, which if you can. Go, if we could, if we could go back far and see how Owen did in, uh, let's just see, wrestling, perfect example, how how well he did in the in wrestling through um, high school, university, whatever they call it, university up there, as well as they do in England. Um, Owen was the better athlete out of the uh, the whole crew, but. Um, yeah, no, he's he's sorely missed, and uh, and um, let's go on to a happier subject. <laughs> subject. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to say, Jim, we 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 got to get ready to wrap up here. Oh, all right. Well. Yep. I yep. Guess, yep. I guess we got quite a bit to talk about, but we can do that in weeks to come. Yeah, we yes, we sir. can do that in weeks to come, but um, <laughs> we, we Barris is our spiritual leader that we call him because a fan um sent sent him an email basically complaining about life and he looked at Barris as his spiritual leader okay. and Barris has no idea who this fan is that listens to the show so every week we have Barris give us what what is it Barris words of wisdom spiritual advice spiritual quote of the week the spiritual quote of the week so i think i think i think after w- w- let's get your spiritual quote of the week Bring this up here and cue my music. Oh, testify! Please call my name. The eye sees only Whoa. what the mind is prepared to comprehend. The um, Go with that. <laughs> Writing it down on my clipboard as we speak here. <laughs> okay. so That's good. <laughs> the eyes. Oh. Say that again. The eye sees only. Okay. What the mind is. Right, I'm, I'm at C's right now. C's. Okay. Only. What. The mind. Is prepared to comprehend. Mind. Is. There. I like this part. Prepared. <laughs> It gets thousands through their day. Oh, yes, What's it that? does. It gets thousands of people through their day weekly. Oh, no. You can you can text these to me all the time. 
Okay, <laughs> you, 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 you know what, Jim? I, I, I know you, you do have another. I mean, we, we have to wrap up the show, and you have another. I, I, you, your, your schedule is busy. That was postponed. Oh, that was postponed? Okay. I, uh, okay. my loyalty is here. Okay. So. That was postponed until tomorrow. Okay. So <laughs> before, before we call it a night. Before we go, let me, let me make sure I got this right. The eyes see only what the mind is prepared to comprehend. Yep. Excellent. If, if um, yeah, oh God, Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, where, where, where did, uh, where, where is, uh, Logan? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, Logan. You got you got uh, multiple personalities. Uh, <laughs> I guess my right, wife well, knows me. I think I think that's fantastic. I, I'm really yeah. happy that you added me to the crew. Um, it gives my uh, my days a little meaning um, to get up and uh, to, not to get up, but to be here with you guys and to be able to uh, speak my piece and answer any questions that I uh, that I can answer and and make a nice little show out of it I'm glad to be a part of it yes and um, and I, w I was just looking at that message that uh, we, we will try to get George's who sent you the fan mail in or the fan mail that mentioned you we're gonna try to get his contact information fantastic okay. and do the same thing and put that in the form of an email this way I can put that in a uh, in my folder as well and okay. also, I had a personal question that I texted you um, the other evening in regards to the, because we went off on a um, the topic of the movie The Wrestler. Oh, yes. And and the answer is I was unable to find any contact information. Okay. All right. Okay. Very good. I just, I just didn't, uh, 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 I was looking again to see if I can find anything before the show, and I just didn't, I, I didn't text you that I couldn't. Yeah. All right. Well, because I do remember him calling me, and uh, I, I'm obviously not going to bring the topic up when I leave my office, my my personal office here, um, and and go in the living room and try and watch TV with my wife because it became a <laughs> became a firestorm. But anyway, yeah, no, I do remember him calling me and. He, uh, like I, I, I mentioned to you that he was uh, from the Brooklyn area when I was yes. that way, and um, we went to uh, this, this gymnasium and he showed me all these little things, you know, like they do in the in the movies. Where you you look at something, and go, where would they get a car like that? It's a swap meet. That's all it is. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, there's a little like mini swap meets. Yeah, and and it was it reminded me of an individual wanting to use a wrestler to play a wrestler or an actor to play a wrestler. So that was the position I was in. And do I remember it vividly? I'm going to give it a six on, on a scale of one to 10 more so yes than not. But I remember doing, um, takes or reading lines with an individual that maybe was Marissa Tomei. It wasn't, it wasn't actually her. That was supposed to be Aww. her. I, I remember doing lines with someone in this same, like the gym that you, you know, you went to high school at, you know, and it was in all these tables with all the little matchbox cars and things that you would see in the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that you go, I wonder where they get this stuff from. 
You know, it was yeah. that kind of thing, um, trying to recreate an era that had already passed us by, but you'd be surprised to see how many things people have collected over the years, and are, those things are used for those kind of movies. But anyway, um, I remember walking around with Darren and doing that, and he says, well, can you, would you mind reading some lines? And I, I, the more I talk about it, the more I can come up with bits and pieces of it. Um, and I remember doing some lines with this woman, and I don't know who she was supposed to be, but the only woman in the movie that had any value to her was Marissa Tomei, but it wasn't it, it wasn't her, it was somebody maybe being her character that had you wanna, a line. You want you to you you know something interesting, Jim? Mar Marissa Tomei was my freebie. That if my wife and I each have a freebie, that if this celebrity would knock on the door, it's just go ahead, spend the night with them. Yeah, I did a convention one time, um, not too far from where I live now. And um, um, do you remember? Da -da -da -da, da -da -da, Morticia da -da -da. Adams? Yeah, not not um, Little Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Um, little Wednesday wasn't so little when I met her, but. Oh, um, and, oh. And, so we're talking uh, about Christina Ricci Wednesday. Uh, no, we're talking about oh Lisa Loring. Lisa, okay, okay. Lisa Loring, yeah, Christina Ricci would have been oh, I would have went to jail, but um, yeah, no, it was a, uh, a what do they call them, chiller conventions or chiller theater i think or logan chiller. would know that yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny thing is the funny thing that, is you guys you I, got i don't know that i even uh, vocalize that as being my freebie i just kept it to myself <laughs> <laughs> well you have now <laughs> well i haven't i haven't at this point but um there was um oh god it was yeah she was Actually, she had been married at the time or was just divorcing. You look up Lisa Loring. She was going through a divorce or was married to, which didn't seem to matter to her, was married to um, some guy that does these uh, exotic movies without me using the four-letter word. Exotic movies. <laughs> Starts with a P. <laughs> That I couldn't, you know. No, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we don't have the internet. When we go off the air, I'll tell it to you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I think what you're talking about. Your Bears, cover your ears. <laughs> yeah, don't be corrupting his spiritual anyway, essence. That, 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 was, that was one of my, uh, any, uh, anyway, I, I think we all besides me going off on anyways anyway 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 <laughs> so, well you guys lucked out you got you know wednesday adams you got who, who did you have jd marissa Tomei. okay no i never even get to meet her which which oh, no, would okay. have been because she was uh, she was in a lot of movies and done a lot of, she was in that movie i enjoy uh, my cousin Vinny. yeah 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 oh and i think she was a new she's a new york girl as well yeah. So it, it all and and Darren, I would love to. I mean, I, he, he called me and I thought it was a joke. You know, like, you know, like remember? I'm sure you've heard the story about Hulk Hogan getting a call, somebody handing him a note and going, "Call Sylvester." For Rocky. Yeah. yeah, he took the note and threw it in the garbage. 
And then um, I guess they were so persistent. Now, I don't know if it was actually Sylvester Stallone that got him on the phone, but they were so persistent about it that he, Hulk said, well, you know, what what do I got to lose, a phone call? So let me take, then took the shot, and that, that was his uh, big break, so to speak, you know. But, um, hey, that that's... Uh, Hulk Hogan made wrestling, and Sylvester Stallone made Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan was working for Vern Gagne at the time, up in the Midwest, up in Minneapolis. Yeah, he was a and, heel back uh, then, wasn't he? And Hogan, Vern Gagne told him, if you go and make this movie and take time off of work and re- you know, wrestling for my company, then don't expect to come back. So he said, well, you know, Hulk said... Well, F you, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? Not take a movie, you know, role like this and, you know, be working for what the the money was at the time? He wasn't making a million dollars a pay-per-view, Hogan. You know, now these guys are making it like it's nothing. Now now it almost seems like it's nothing to be a millionaire. You got to be a billionaire now. A millionaire is like, oh, okay, so, you know. Got to be a billionaire like Vince McMahon. Yeah, there you go. And, and I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll run my show and I'll have Donald Trump call the governor of Florida and, oh, God. You're and, fired. Anyway. Yeah, and, he's, and, and his wife, from what I understand, my son tells me, his wife is in the White House working, or in Connecticut, working for the government um, with Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave her a job, but that's not, a that's not exposed. You know, that's, that's uh, you know, kayfabe. So, um, you know, Vince has got, and you and you saw, you must have seen the tweet that Vince McMahon put out, or he put out a tweet about um, they did a 25-year a anniversary to Hunter. Yeah. He's, yeah. A real, he's a real piece of garbage, too. But um, Oh, that's another conversation for another day right there. Uh, yeah, well, we got, we got more well, time, but he's a real, you know, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, no. So like, yeah, no, Vince. Um, you know, I, I lost my train of thought, and I apologize. But we'll have time to do this on the side and uh, and, okay. and put a show next week or whenever it is that we can. Uh, I can free up some time. <laughs> we can we can coordinate something. Well, you know, to quickly say about you guys and the freebies, my wife's freebie is Dwayne Johnson. You know who I'm allowed? I'm, I'm allowed this by my wife. Right. I get I get Mick Foley. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. <laughs> Logan, I don't know if, uh, if JD told you, but I asked him to watch this movie, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, we didn't watch it yet, but that, that's in our queue. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to watch it. It's, yeah. You know, and then you see Jake and and uh, Jake and Mick Foley are in it. Um, they get pretty good billing when the credits start rolling. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, they're, they're the first two names mentioned, but in the movie they're not they're not that much in it. But they are names that are they are the first two character. They are the first two legitimate wrestlers that when they roll the credits they're the first two names you see but um oh. yeah peanut butter falcon and it's a heartwarming story um a young man who's got uh, well i'll let you guys watch the movie and then you tell me what you think okay. of the next or the week after next week is fine too well i think I, I think that's about it for this week gang 
We chew up enough of the clock? I think we chewed up enough of the clock. Okay, very good. Um, is, is, uh, <coughs> as, as I've said, check us out on ringthebellradio.com. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I'm looking at this thing right now as we speak. It's been on my computer, on my side of the office here, and um, it says listen to the podcast, but I click on that, and J.D., Logan, and Jim as they talk wrestling. Okay, that no, that's not. It still hasn't opened up. Listen to the podcast, but I think I have to, now that I'm new to, new to the crew here, I, I have to uh, create... A, uh, it's giving me home, past guests, contact us, RTB hosts, podcast, uh, ring the bell radio, what is ring the bell radio, and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Send it to me in the form of a text, the directions, okay? And when I get some time, you know, uh, I'm going to take a little break tonight. I don't want to talk too much wrestling, JD and Logan, but, um, you know, send it to me or send it to my email address and, uh, over the weekend, when I can't be in the offices here in Pittsburgh, I will uh, go over it then. Okay. And check it out and read it and all that stuff. Okay? And you guys go as, watch as, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes, Peanut uh, Butter Falcon, a movie highly recommended by Jim Powers. Yes. The ninth uh, part. It's on eight, yes. HBO On Demand, I think he told me the other day. If I told you the other day, but right right now I'd have to hit my head against the wall a couple times to, you know, to uh, <laughs> jog that information. But uh, no, it's uh, it was my 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 wife actually found it, you know. Okay. She found it, but um, I don't know if I'll tell her about Lisa Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell her so, about Mick Foley if you like. It was, it was tell the, her about Mick Foley. Logan, you really got the shit under that stick. I'm sorry. Yeah, tell me uh, about it. I'm gonna get sucked. Oh, you, you, you know, we should have, we should have the wives on for a, for a podcast. That'd be interesting. Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Nice. I, I thought yeah. about it over at the screen and go. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about uh, that one. All right, gentlemen. Um, well, I think it's time to get going here. Uh, again, a, a highly recommended film by Jim Powers is um, Peanut Butter Falcon. Let's find it on HBO on demand. You can find this at ringthebellradio.com. And yes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Ringthebellradio at gmail.com is our email. Barris is continually, continually, continuing to read. That made no sense. The same Howard the Duck comic that he's been reading since March. I'd be able to get through that sooner or later. I mean, come on. (laughs) Every, Every time you read it, something new pops up that he didn't see before. It's just like the movie. I honestly don't know what the hell it is, to be honest with you. I, I think I've heard it before, but... All right, I'm, you know what? When we get off the phone, I'll type in Howard the Duck. I'm sure Google will tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just say, just go Google Howard the Duck. It is like the worst movie ever made in the history of man. Uh, best lives. movie ever made. Okay, it's so bad, Jim. It's so bad that it's good. Okay, it's okay, one of them. Those. Okay, I've, okay, I've sat through many of those. Yeah, so... Until next time, we know who we are, but we don't know who you are, so contact us so we know who you are. Did that make sense? I don't know. I think Um, think (laughs) earlier that some of these people that um, when you read the the, uh, fan mail, if they're friends of mine or even heels of mine and they want to uh, verbalize their opinion or, or 
commend me for my work or whatever they want to. They want to tap me on the back or kick me in the ass. Um, feel free to to get them on the show. And they can do oh, it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, we, not that not, not that they'll be here with us, but um, they can call in and I'll address their yes. questions. Yes. So. All right. All right. You have been listening to Ring the Bell Radio with myself, JD Logan, our spiritual leader, Rabbi Barris. And Jim Powers. So until next time, we'll see you on the other side of the ring. So long. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Ring the Bell Radio. If you would like to hear more, visit us online at ringthebellradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you would like to email us, please do so at ringthebellradio at gmail.com.